I just simply made a tackle against Frank Gore. Somebody I watched my whole life and I was like, oh, he went to the ground. I can do this. <laughs> it matters. Like, I wish DK wouldn't have said that. You're a player. Does that matter? Are we building 100%? We are, we are getting there. Don't forget, do not forget, last year they picked us 32 in the power rankings. We are building towards that. They are still adding pieces to their puzzle. Can we compete with the best? Absolutely. Ooh-wee, we are back. Before we start talking about anything with this upcoming game this weekend, I first want to give a shout out to the Seattle Kraken. That's right. Hockey season Release is here. That's right. Kraken. Release it. Bam. You know what I mean? Woo wee. Shout out to your girl. You know what I'm saying? That's your you know. Nari. 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 You know What's what I'm saying? Can the brother get a ticket or two? You know, we're trying to sit ice side. Yeah. Well, crack it, First of all, crack it. I, I ain't been in no games. Can, can I, can I want to come to a game? I want to see my face up there on the screen. Have you had your face on the screen? Yeah. See, I ain't had none of that. Yeah. So I'm here, I'm representing. You see which one of us is representing the Kraken. So anyway, show us love. Man, KJ, Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. Let me set the stage right now because I have a feeling that some folks are falling asleep on the Cincinnati Bengals. And I want to remind everyone of this. First, their quarterback, Joe Burrow, is 6-7-1. He's 6-7-1 in the months of September since he has been a Cincinnati Bengal. Every season, people think, oh, they ain't no good. They ain't going to do nothing. And then when October hits, Turn they up. become a different team. Turns up. My man had the rough calf injury to kind of start. He kind of re-aggravated in week two. Mm -hmm. But this man didn't practice for five weeks. Mm -hmm. And last week, you saw them turn it on. The Seattle Seahawks travel to Cincinnati. Give me your initial thoughts. Joe Burla, he has his swagger back. When I saw him last week, when I saw him take off for that 10, 15-yard run, I said, damn, he's back. That, that, that dude, that bad man, that dude that's been to two AFC championships, that's been to a Super Bowl, that was one play away from being a Super Bowl champion, mm. that guy is back. And um, they put on a performance last week. Okay. Jamar Chase. Are we going to get to it? Let's cut to it. Let's cut, cut, to, cut to it. it. Okay, okay. Let's cut to it. I thought it was going to go away. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We all saw. No, you got this. You got this. I mean, DK Metcalf. <laughs> DK Metcalf, you guys have seen it. DK basically got on there. And first of all, he did give Jamar Chase some love. Yeah. He did say, he said, hey, what he has done in this league for the past three years has been uh, great. He gave Jamar Chase love. However, I do think Lil Spoon is going to get the best of him. Mm. Why didn't he just stop and just say, Jamar Chase, I love you. You're the greatest. You're the best. Next question. Where did the spoon get the best of them come from? Oh, I mean, you tell me. I, I mean, I'm a fan. Y'all fans. It matters. Like, I wish DK wouldn't have said that. You're a player. Does that matter? First and foremost, he, he rhymed with his guy. He rhymed with his dude. I'm going to the trenches with this dude. He's yeah. my corner. Yeah. He's a young rookie. He's a young pup. He's coming along, coming on the scene. I'm rocking with this dude. Heck yeah, I believe he's going to get the better of Jamar Chase. But Jamar Chase, he's saying that clickbait just like the rest of the fans. Oh, hold up. He don't see all the praises that DK said about him. He don't see he's the greatest. He don't see he's the best. All, all Jamar Chase saw was, I believe Spoon is going to get the best out of him. So as a player, oh, okay. This is an 
Instagram society. Don't nobody see anything else unless it's filtered, baby. And so when it comes to that, the only thing they're going to see is the last part of that comment. And by the way, did y'all see Jamar Chase reposted it on Twitter. So you know he's paying attention. Now, of course, Jamar <laughs> Chase has already come out and said, oh, you know, he's supposed to ride with his teammate. It's no. cool. However, you know that, you know firsthand that you guys use anything, anything to just to just go and be as competitive as you can, any little thing. This dude about to have that extra little pep in his step. When he's going through walkthrough, when he's going to practice, he's going to have the extra little bit of attention to detail yeah. this week. This extra focus. Oh, I got this young rookie. Hey, Joe, we on the same page this week? We, we, we right here? Oh, let's go to work. I got 190 last week. Let's get 210 this week. That's what he's thinking as a player. Any little thing that's said, that gets said. Any okay. little clickbait. Oh, I got you. Let's break down this game. First, I want to start with the concerns. What concerns do you have for this Seattle Seahawks team going against this Cincinnati Bengals team in Cincinnati? Here's the thing. We on the road, early game, blah, blah, blah. That's not a big thing. The thing that has me the most concerned is our third down. Third down. We are the offense is 30th, 29th on third down. Defense is at the bottom as well. You got to be able to sustain these drives. You got to be able to get off the field if you're on defense. And so when you talk about going on the road, facing a team like this, they're trying to fight out of this hole that they've been in, they're going to be excited. They're going to be juiced up. They're going to be pumped up, ready to roll. If you come out to a slow start right here, three and outs, three and outs, penalties, it's going to be a rough, rough day with a really good quality football team. So third and down on both sides of the football does not have me sitting well. I want to give my concern, and maybe this is crazy. I'm always worried about how a team is going to be after the bye. Talk to me. And the reason why it always feels that it can go either way, right? After the bye, they started playing really well. Or after the bye, it seems like things change. Mm -hmm. With this team... Even though the buy came at a perfect time, I don't think it has given us what we as fans want. And I think what we want, we want to see those offensive tackles back out there on mm -hmm. the field. Did this bye week give us that? So we know that they practiced this week. Um, for sure, Cross, Chris Cross, uh, Charles, Charles Cross, Cross practiced Cross. this week. And mm -hmm. he going to need to be out there because um, Eric Hickerson is on the other side. He got two and a half sacks last week and so it is the perfect time for these dudes to get back it is a perfect time to for jamal adams got the concussion unfortunately now you come back full health and so they're gonna need all hands on deck playing this football team but one thing that i'm intrigued to see that has me excited is a lot of people gave me a lot of riffraff oh the 11 sacks was it legit or not they played the giants let's see this uh, this Bengals offensive line has been in shambles for years <clears throat> Joe Burrow has never had an offensive line in Cincinnati. What are we going to see from this defensive line, G, this coming Sunday? That's what I want to see. And, and, and we're going to find out. We're, we're going to find out what's going to happen. Because I, I do believe a win like this will really set the Seahawks up because I do think that they got a little bit of a tough schedule that is coming up. So that's a little bit of our concern. Your concern is 
third down. It's third down. Third down. My concern is is coming out here flat after the bye week, coming out here and maybe starting slow, like I have seen this team kind of do this entire season. Mm-hmm. But here's the good news. The good news is is I'm really excited, and maybe I don't know if you guys are out there too. I'm really excited about Geno Smith. I think Geno Smith's leadership has been incredible. And I'm not just talking about um, on the field. I'm talking about how he is off the field. Dudes love him. They, I, I just want to let y'all know. I'm, I'm just going to tell you. Everybody that I talk to, they love Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. And I know maybe you guys are like, well, that shouldn't matter. Yes, it does. That's everything. That's, that's everything. And I hate, I hate to bring this up, but we saw with Marshawn. What Marshawn said on Shannon Sharp's podcast in regards to Russ, in regards to connecting, just simple things like picking up a phone call from an unblocked number, from, hey, I'm riding with you. And when a player does that, when a player feels connected with you, that is everything. That's all ball is, is connecting with the guys. And um, for this team to connect with Geno, to rock with him, Geno's at Cliff Averill's event. Like coming out into the community, leadership. You saw what he said to Njigba mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. I love this dude as well. And so the question is, Gino, you gotta continue it. Pro Bowl last year, people got people have a short memory. They have a real short memory. So I'm looking forward to seeing him continue it, that leadership, win ball games, that's all that matters. Find a way to get it done. You brought up in Jigba. Let's bring it up. It's time to bring up Jackson Smith and Jigba right now. Because a lot of times I get a lot of people that ask me, send messages to me, what's up with your boy? What's up with JSN? And that's all I'm seeing right now. Everybody, where's the stats? And where's this? And where's that? And I'll share what I personally told JSN recently. Mm-hmm. Just last week, I told him this. And I think it's a coincidence. It's the same team that's getting ready to be played. I remember back in 2011, there was this rookie by the name of Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm who he was a third string guy. Mm-hmm. He was behind Marcus Trufant. Shout out Marcus Trufant. Yep. He was behind Walter Thurman. Shout out Marcus uh, Walter Thurman. And then he finally got his opportunity because those guys got hurt. And if you guys remember, it was the Cincinnati Bengals yep. is where he had his breakout performance. Mm-hmm. And so I want to say this because a lot of times people get so concerned with stats. And one of the things that you taught me and you guys taught me as a pro is don't nobody remember no damn stats when you win. Mm -mm. It is all about winning. And and, and the team at the end of the season that has the most guys on the field that are the most selfless are going to win it all. Mm -hmm. And I know there's this idea that Jackson Smith was supposed to be doing all these things, but Jackson, you're fine. What week are what week are we in? It's week six. How long ago do you have, how long ago do you have surgery? <laughs> right before the season. Right before the season, and um and when you look at somebody like in same wrist surgery, you, you got a scar. I'm left, yeah, left, left wrist, left wrist. Mm-hmm. When we look at in Jigba, that's the the biggest hurdle for him. G is all up here. Is he listening to the noise? Is he listening to the fans? Is he reading his stuff? Like, am am I not good enough? And so mental toughness is everything in this situation. When you do get your opportunity, because it's coming. We all know it's coming. Let's watch him seal the deal and like, oh, yeah, I, I can do this. I can do this. My daddy asked me after my first game. He's like, hey, man, you think, think you play with these dudes? Yep. 
Jackson's, I believe Jackson's waiting for that moment, that that catch, that slant, that touchdown to like, now, now I'm ready. Okay. Now I'm ready. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Give us your moment. Now, I know your dad asked you that, but give us your moment in the NFL that you said, okay, I can play this game. Easy. It was um, week one. Week one of my rookie year, 2011. Okay. And uh, we played the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. And I kid you not, I remember this like it was yesterday. It was a play to my left side. It was like a, it was like a stretch. And it was me and Frank Gore in the hole. And I made the tackle. I just simply made a tackle against Frank Gore. Somebody I watched my whole life and I was like, oh shit, he went to the ground. I can do this. That, that, was, that was my moment. That was my moment. That's all I needed. And I played well the whole game. Got, made some mistakes, but did some really good stuff. And so once you get that first taste of success, I believe that's what Jackson is waiting for, that, that real taste. I know he's made some catches, but he wants to be that Ohio, you know, the guy that was at Ohio State. Okay, yeah, I can ball. I am a contributor to this football team. But the mental hurdle, he got to stay focused because this opportunity is coming. Again, look, look, I ain't never played the game. And I know that there are a lot of fans that are wondering, oh, what happened to JSN? Is he not good? You know, and, and, and by the way, Lately, I've been noticing folks have been real reckless in their comments about NFL players, right? I think they are listening to too much Bubba Dub when Bubba Dub say calls everybody trash. <laughs> like, I know everybody no. want to call Dak Prescott trash and all these players trash. All of these NFL players are good. The, mar- <laughs> the, 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 the difference between Hall of Fame and an average player yes. is really that much. It's not that much, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, they're good players. Mm-hmm. And we talk about NFL players. It's not easy getting here. You got to get through high school, good grades. You got to overcome injuries. You got to actually play to get noticed in college. And then you got to get to this league and put together a really good NFL career. Mm-hmm. This is not, it's the 1%. So many people wants to play NFL football. And um, for you to call people trash, I mean, you can't, you can't pay attention to that mess. Do you expect the Seahawks victory on Sunday? Well, that's damn KJ. Hold up, man. Why you I, like? I just, just sometimes you be wishy washy, <laughs> and I just don't understand. Like you, you, you're trying to be politically correct. What is your feeling? No, no. What's on your gut? What's on your heart? You want to be honest? When we played the Rams, I was like, we're gonna win this. We lost. When we played the Lions, I was a little nervous. I'm like, oh shoot, what's gonna happen? We won. We played them Panthers. I was like eating popcorn. I was like, we're about to win this game. I look at the Bengals. This is a 50-50 ball game. It's 50-50. I'm not going to be this biased fan, former player. This team coming off a big-time win. They clicking at the right time. Joe Burrow's healthy. We on the road. It ain't going to be easy. It will not be easy. And so we'll see what happens. But I think it's going to come down to a two-minute drive. Somebody going to have the ball. And we'll see. What you think gonna happen, Mr. Positive? <laughs> okay. First, I'm gonna ask you guys. Do you think the Cincinnati Bengals are a Super Bowl contender? Right now? Yeah. I, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. okay. I don't. No. So if you don't think that the Cincinnati Bengals are a Super Bowl contender, then Shouldn't the expectation be that a Seahawk team 
should go out there and beat a team that's not a Super Bowl contender? Like, I am expecting the win. The team that I think that exists right now. Now, y'all can call me a homer. I'm just saying. The defense that I saw just recently with 11 sacks, the run game, Geno Smith going on right now. Y'all saw Lil Spoon getting his thing, doing his thing. The team that, you call me crazy, the team that I think is out there is supposed to be, is expected to go out there and beat the damn Bengals. Gee, there's only three Super Bowl contenders in the NFL right now. There's only three. You about to upset me. It's the Niners, it's the Eagles, and it's the Dan Kansas City Chiefs. That when you look at them right now, you like, this team can hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Are the Seahawks building towards that? Yes. Are we building 100%? We are, we are getting there. Don't forget. Do not forget. Last year, they picked us 32 in, in, the, in the power rankings. Do not forget that, that we made the playoffs with nine wins. We are building towards that. They are still adding pieces to their puzzle. Can we compete with the best? Absolutely. But you know what that looks looks like. You know what that 2013 kicking ass looks like. You know what the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes looked like last year. Have you ever heard the saying that you're only as good as your last game? No, I have heard that. But if, <laughs> and if you go off the last game, Y'all saw them boys out there. You saw them hawks on the field. You saw Spoon. <laughs> now, come on. Now, I know I ain't the only one excited about this team. I know I ain't the only too. one that has the expectation here. My expectation ain't here. My expectation is here on this team. And by the way, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. If y'all don't mind, let me get on my text message real quick because I sent you a text message earlier. And this is the exact disrespect that I am talking about. Um... Right now, there's a thing. You see it with the coaches. Yes, you said in the group chat. I sent that put, in the group put chat. Put it up to the camera so everybody can see. Hold on. I got to find it, dude. Oh, so there we go. We're about to start to talk um, coaches. Bam. Right there. Where, where's my favorite coach of all time? My second favorite coach. Ken Norton's first. Where's my second favorite coach of all time at? Where's he ranked? Who, Mike Tomlin? No. Who's your second favorite coach of all time? Coach Carroll. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ken Norton's first. Head coach. My favorite head coach of all time is Pete Carroll. Come on, where he at? Okay. They got, right now, head coach rankings. Right now, as we're going, they got Pete Carroll at number eight. Number damn eight. Who's in front of him? I am so tired. Who's, and let me tell you the coaches in, in front, front of him. This is right now week six of the football They got season. Doug Peterson from the Jacksonville Jaguars in front of him. Disrespectful. John Harbaugh from the Ravens. Disrespectful. Mike McDaniel. Okay. Right now, right now, uh, I'll give him love to Mike McDaniel. Give him some, okay. Sean McVay, number four. Mike Tomlin, number three. Did y'all see them damn Steelers out there? They won. They just recently got beat. They won. The last game? Yes, it was an ugly win, but they won. You thought they lost because they was getting their ass kicked most of the game. They won in the fourth quarter. Fact checking. Kyle Shanahan, number two. Eh, who's number one then? Andy Reid. I'll put Kyle Shanahan in front of him. Uh, okay. Well, so to your point, Coach Carroll's at number eight. Uh, Nick, uh, Philadelphia, uh, Nick Serena, he's number nine. And Bill Belichick, number 10. Why the hell is Bill Belichick even on there? Bill <laughs> Belichick's having a bad season. His woman broke up with him. 
His team is terrible. Uh, he ain't been right since Tom Brady. Tom Brady was the reason for all the success. When he left, the mojo left. Bro, his, but you do that with Pete Carroll. There's no quarterback that has left where they took the mojo because all the mojo is with Pete Carroll, and I'm tired of the disrespect. And the disrespect continues because of people's expectation of this team. People thinking that they don't go out there to Cincinnati and win the damn game. I think Coach Carroll is a phenomenal coach. I think those other coaches on there are good as well. Should Bill Belichick be on that list? Absolutely not. Why is Mike Tomlin number three? Bro, they are winning Steelers. They're winning Steelers football. They're doing Steelers football. Let's get back to this expectations thing. Understand this. Winning games in the NFL is not easy. Let's get that crystal clear. Winning games in the NFL is hard. Going on the road is hard. You can look at some teams. When I looked at the Seahawks and the Panthers, it was right here. When I looked at the Seahawks and, and the Lions, it was like right here. When I look at the Seahawks and the Bengals, this is a 50-50 ball game. It, it is not going to be easy. It is not going to be easy come this Sunday. It's going to be hard. It's going to be gritty. It's going to take a lot of details, some great coaching, some adjustments. Hell no, nah, it ain't going to be easy. So we're going to see. Well, maybe call me crazy. And all that, but yeah, we. I don't think you. It. I don't think you're crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're crazy at all. Mm -hmm. I think obviously you love your Seahawks. But you got you got to look at it from a holistic standpoint. Your Seahawks too. They my Seahawks too. I'm gonna I'm keep it real. That's why the people love me so much. I keep it real. <laughs> all right. Um. There's. A, let's see. There's a few other things I want to talk about. Um. No, you know what? Uh. I I think this is a good good part of the sh show to talk about something. Um that been going on behind closed doors. But man, I, I think, I don't know, it's October right now. I think a lot of people, I don't know if you listen at home, if you listen right now, if maybe you're going through it, but I want to just talk about mental health, right? Like, I really believe that that is a real big deal. Uh, me, myself, your boy been struggling from it. You know what I mean? Had to go get myself some help, get myself in therapy. And I'm bringing this up because sometimes, KJ, like, man, people be waking up every day and man, they be gray, you feel me? Mm -hmm. It be gray, you know what I mean? You be waking up, man, bright and early, ready to go today, and then before you go, you get up out of bed, and man, the day is gray, and man, a lot of times, you, you feel me, you're trying, to, you're trying to chase the blue skies, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I just think that there's a lot of people, you're trying to battle through it, you're trying to work through it, and even if you don't reach out to a professional, reach out to a friend or a loved one and share what's going on with people. Yeah, I'm... I'm no therapist, but I do know for a fact that talking about your feelings is therapy. Talking about what you're thinking, how you're feeling, your mood, that is therapy. And um, find a friend. I got myself a therapist as well. And um, But it's everything to me. And so especially living here in Seattle, that lack of sunshine stuff, it, it's real. Yes, yeah, yeah it was like a couple of days ago, just always gray, no vitamin D. Like that mood, that is a real thing. My Natty, she'll tell you she has seasonal, what's it? Seasonal depression. Oh yeah, it's, it's it's a real thing. It's a real thing. So um, absolutely, just talk to somebody. That's all I, I, I say. I, I mean, I don't want to glaze over this topic because I'm, I'm I'm being real serious about this because and and, and I really and I know mental health is brought up a lot, but I I just kind of want to before we leave off of this, I just want to go into it just a little bit, and I think especially a lot of times we black men, you feel me? And not, no, I take that back, we men. 
We always be trying to work through stuff. We always be trying to just out here survive and be tough and look a certain way and pop it for the gram and look good on social media mm -hmm. and everything is great. And, and, and we come home and, and, and we tell our significant other like everything's okay. And they say, they ask if you're okay. You ever been asked if you're okay? And you be like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you just be lying. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest lie people tell every day. Biggest lie we tell every day. What's Sometimes up, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You? How you doing? That's be the biggest lie. Because you... Why do we lie, though? Because we're scared to say, I'm not okay. And then if you ask, well, what's going on? I, a lot of times, I don't want to be vulnerable and tell anyone because in my past, I've been vulnerable mm -hmm. and those things have been used against me. For those out there, you know what I'm talking about. Like sometimes you be vulnerable, you tell somebody what's going on, and somebody betrays your trust. I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a story real quick. I'm not gonna call this person name out, but um, I was venting to a female friend of mine, and um, telling her like, man, you know, sometimes I get a little lonely. I wish I had a job. I might get bored sometimes. No, we talked on. We said this on the phone. We said this on the phone. And we was talking about, I was like, yeah, I'd be having the blues some days. I kid you not, a couple of days later, we was talking, talking. And I was like, yeah, I'm about to go commentate in my daughter's volleyball game. She said, LOL, you about to commentate, you need to get a job. Or you need to do something. You need to go find a passion of yours. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> and when I tell you, it took me everything and my, and my power not to go off. It took me everything, but I tell you what, G, she didn't understand it. She didn't understand when I got mad. She did not understand when I got upset. And I said, I said what I said, I said, I'm gonna be the bigger person and stop talking right now. And to this day, she don't even understand how she used what I expressed to her and, and really made a joke about it. Right. So that, that answers your question, like why people don't open up to people because stuff like that. Yeah. And I and I and I also want to say that um, like during this time that I've been battling and like I said I've been going to see a therapist. Shout out to my therapist, you've been fantastic. But during this time, doing this every day. I mean, not every day. I mean, doing this when we do this show. Mm -hmm. This this be helping. You know what I mean? It's and fun. It's really fun. It, it, this is fun. <laughs> All of y'all that be be watching mm -hmm. and listening and stuff like that. And y'all are some cool people. You know what I mean? It's a vibe. It's cool. It's straight. And what I love about this, and I love about what you put together, KJ, is we ain't talking. We ain't, it ain't about no politics. Mm -mm. Everybody where you from, mm -hmm. black, white, this religion, this culture, this background, we all hanging out. You feel me? And all that other stuff. That, that people argued about in this world, you just put that and you just come rock all day. Hey. All day hey, 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 no with this I, right here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's fun. And I, I, and I hope that you guys get from this what I get from this. I just get love. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that, you know, but again, I want to really make sure because I think we're entering into a time that it's something about November, October, November, December. It's real sneaky. Right? Like it's oh, it's holidays and it's Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and it's Christmas. And truth be told, man, it'd be some stressful times. Stress. Stress. <laughs> yeah. So 
Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I had to um yeah, no I had doubt. to bring that up. Any other topics before we get out of? I felt like we this this went too short. A lot of people no. be like, man, it'd be so, too short. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do our Sunday reactions, but we that live that I did by myself, the people loved it. I didn't make a comment. I, I just said the one I did by myself. The people loved it. So we gotta do another live to where y'all can ask questions. I wanna know what y'all want. What mm. y'all want, what y'all wanna hear. We're gonna do another live this week. I'm thinking we'll do it Sunday. Sunday night. So we'll see y'all there.